0: Cue the fancy intro music. I'm Lisa Robin Young, and this is Creative Freedom, empowerment for creative entrepreneurs, where can-do inspiration and how-to education collide to help you own your dreams without selling your soul. Creative Freedom helps you end the hustle, define success on your own terms, and build a profitable, sustainable business doing more of what you love and less of what you don't. I'm so excited you're here with me today. Let's get started. Greetings from the icy Arctic tundra of Flint, Michigan, where here in the mitten, it is a balmy 19 degrees. (laughs) I've been here for the last week or so because my ex-husband is bringing his new wife and stepson home from China. And this will be their first time in the snow and ice. They've never had a winter Uh, they can have it. I hope they enjoy it. (laughs) I'm looking forward to getting back to Mississippi where it's not quite so cold. Uh, But I'm here because my boys are here and I wanted to help make this transition as smooth for them as possible, particularly because there's a language barrier and some culture differences. And I want them to know that they have my love and support. And even though I'm 800 miles away in another state, I'm still here for them. And that's one of the beautiful things about having my own business is that I can work from anywhere. I can do business on my own terms for the most part. And that's a beautiful thing. I've got lots of things I could be saying about what's happening with my family right now, but that's not my circus and not my monkeys. I I have promised in the past, and I will make the same promise again today that in a future episode, (laughs) I will talk about What it means to do business as a single parent, or what it means to do business with a blended family, because I've had to live through and continue to live through both of those adventures. Um, So I will be doing that. I just not while it's so fresh. So look for that in the future. But today is episode, bonus episode number three. We are talking about the big lessons that I've learned in the last 25 years of building. Uh, a business, both online and off, but primarily in the online world. Um, And so today's lesson is it's not magic, it's marketing. This is something that I tell my clients all the time when they're like, look, somebody bought from me. Look, I had all of this business come in, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, you were doing the marketing. This isn't magic. This stuff didn't just come from out of nowhere. Even if it looks like it came from out of nowhere, chances are good. You were doing some marketing somewhere else that led them down a path that brought them to you. So it's not magic, it's marketing. And so we're going to talk about what that really means today. This is not the field of dreams, okay? (laughs) If you build it, they will come is not a thing. That movie and that line from that movie have done more to set creatives up for failure than anything else that I've seen in my 25 years online. It's both a blessing and a curse because I mean, on one hand, I agree with what Steve Martin said. He said, you know, be so good that they can't ignore you. So build it, right? Like, build the heck out of it. And yet, being great means nothing if no one knows you exist. If you paid attention to the movie Field of Dreams, you'd remember that the months of effort Ray Kinsella put in long before the ghost of Shoeless Joe ever arrived from beyond the corn. Ray was on the verge of losing everything before his daughter suggested they might generate an income if they sold tickets. And it was, if you build it, he will come, (laughs) right? That was the whisper. If you go back and watch the movie, the whisper was, if you build it, he will come. They'll come is what James Earl Jones says after the daughter says, well, why don't we sell tickets? And Ray looks at James Earl Jones's character and that dude's like, yeah, they'll come. So we've conflated these two ideas of making something really awesome and then, oh, they'll just come if we make this something really, no, 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 you gotta sell tickets. People gotta know what's happening. Marketing works wonders, but it isn't magic. If you build it and then don't do the required work to let people know about it, they're not coming, okay? You might as well quit before you even start. Don't just make something awesome and let it sit somewhere. People have to know it exists. Marketing, in its purest, simplest form, is sharing a message with an interested audience, period. Now, marketing can be for a number of reasons. You can be marketing something because you want to sell it. You could be marketing something because you want to develop awareness around it. You could be marketing something because you want to persuade people to make a choice that's in your favor, like mm, presidential campaigns. That's marketing. A lot of that is marketing. But they're sharing a message with an interested audience. If the audience isn't interested in ain't marketing because you're not reaching anybody, you're not creating resonance. So marketing itself is a skill. Sales and marketing are skills that you can learn. No one is a born marketer, no one is born marketing the minute they slide out of the womb, you have to learn this stuff. Now, can you tell great stories? You can be a pretty good storyteller And that makes it easier to be a marketer because again, marketing is just sharing a message with an interested audience. But there's two pieces to this, right? It's sharing the message and sharing it with an interested audience. You have to know both of those pieces. Who's the interested audience and what is the message that's gonna resonate with them? So that's why I say it's a skill and it requires training and you can learn this stuff. Anybody can learn how to market. You have to get clear on how to do it in a way that matches your type and and how your audience receives that message. They have to be in alignment, but you can be taught this. And I've told the story before about the direct seller who put her business card on my big package when I was standing in line at the UPS counter and she never said a word to me. That wasn't marketing. That was being pushy. And it's not her fault. I want to make that abundantly clear. It is not her fault that she used a tactic, a very horrible tactic, that someone else taught her. Someone else in her upline taught her. Her leaders taught her to behave that way. And because she didn't know any better, she did what she was told. Now here's the thing about tactics like that. Do they work? Sometimes. But more times than not, they piss people off and send them running for the hills as far away from you as humanly possible. That's not marketing. That's pushing. And you don't have to push if you develop your marketing skills and that's what we're going to talk about today. I just want to be very clear that it's not your fault if you're not effective at marketing because if you're, especially if you're a creative entrepreneur or if you're coming in from direct selling, you don't have a formal background in sales and marketing. You've never had training in sales and marketing. So you're forgiven. It's not your fault that you don't know what you don't know. However, It is your responsibility to learn. It is your responsibility as a business owner to learn how to tell the stories and share the marketing messages of your company, of the offers of your company, because that's the only way your audience is ever going to get to know you, like you, and trust you enough to whip out their wallets and say, please take my money. I want what you've got. And when your marketing is good and your message is in alignment with the right audience, that's exactly what happens. When I open the doors to Creative Freedom Retreat every year, it used to be called Creative Freedom Live, now it's called Creative Freedom Retreat. But when I open the doors, the first people I invite are people who have already been there because they already know what it's about. And all I have to do is say, tickets are on sale and if you want to get them at this year's prices before next year rolls around, now's the time to do it. And they go, heck yeah, where do I sign up? I had four people from last year's retreat sign up for this year's retreat within a month of me opening the doors. So I am just about half sold out already. And I haven't really marketed it at all to the general public. But I can do that because I know they know the message. I know they're in alignment with that message. So all I have to do is say here and they go, take my money, please. I want that. Now, if only everything in business were that easy all the time. And I'm not saying it ever will be always that easy all the time. What I'm saying is, with the right skills and the right practice, getting your message in front of the right people is going to make that a whole lot easier. A whole lot easier. So it's not your fault and it is your responsibility. Marketing permeates everything there is about selling from your branding to your messaging, to the way you show up online and off, to to what it means to be on brand in your business or to be on message in your business. All that stuff is marketing. The way you greet people in your newsletters, the way you talk to your fans, all of that stuff has elements of marketing in it. The language that you use versus the language that you don't use, that's all marketing. So marketing touches... Every aspect of your business. And that's why it's so important. And I get that a lot of people are afraid of it. You might be like, Well, I don't know. That's fine. Today, we're going to learn some. Because until you learn marketing stuff, marketing is hard, or it feels hard, or you have a block around it, or you feel resistance to it. And what happens when marketing is hard? You're not consistent. And if you're not consistent and people don't see that you're around, they don't know that they can buy from you. I had this happen last year. I was not very consistent. Once we were done with the season of creative freedom, I kind of coasted for most of the rest of the year because I was traveling and I was moving and all these things. And because of the other things that were going on in my life, I was not consistent with my marketing. And so my sales numbers reflected that. My results reflected my lack of consistency. And if you're not consistent, then your audience isn't showing up. They don't know that they need to be there. They don't know that you're still there for them to be there for. And so nobody's clear on who your audience is. You're not even clear. You're getting crickets. Your brand's all over the map. Your message is all over the map, if it's out there at all. Sometimes you're not confident in your offers because you're not practicing telling the stories. And because you're not practicing telling the stories, you're not confident in sharing them in the first place. And sometimes you're not confident in yourself or the results that you get if you're a results-based entrepreneur, which leads to fear around pricing. And now you've got all these things that are staring you face to face that you need to make decisions about. And you're like, you know what, I'll I'll launch that thing later. I'll I'll get back to that. I, I need to tweak the logo some more. We need to edit the text one more time. I'm not not ready to sell this thing yet. I'm not ready to tell people about it yet. No, there's more stuff we can tweak. No, we can wait some more. Do you see how this becomes this never-ending heel dragging, you're not selling so you're not making money, self-fulfilling prophecy? Now, I I 100% agree that you need to have a baseline level of quality with whatever you're putting out into the world. Okay, so I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about deciding that, Everything has to look and feel a certain way before you even make the offer. Business was done for centuries before websites were invented. You don't need a website to sell your stuff. I know that's a shocking revelation from someone who talks about online marketing, but you don't need to have the perfect website. You don't even need to have a website. You can have a mailing list that people opt into and then you send an email saying, hey, are you interested? Here's a PayPal link. Let me describe it in the email that I send you. Or better yet, why don't you schedule a call with me and I'll tell you about it there. And if you're really excited, then I'll send you a PayPal link. It can be easy. And we'll talk about that in another episode. But this isn't magic. And you don't have to obsess over every little detail and chaotics and fusions. I know you. I know you intimately. One more thing. I need to tweak one more thing. Oh, well, I changed that. So now I need to go change this thing too. Because they don't have the same level of quality. Bump that. In that instance, done is better than perfect. Get that shiz out the door, start selling it, and then you can fix it later. You can send them an updated edition or an upgraded edition later. Now, if you're perfecting your craft, let's say you're an artist or you're a musician, again, you need a baseline level of quality. You don't need to send your audio files through three rounds of audio editing and post-production. You don't want to have lots of pops, words, snaps, and hisses right? You want a clean recording and you don't need to keep tweaking this thing. If you're a painter or an artist that does fine artwork, yes, you want your piece to be finished. You want it to be complete, but don't keep putting off shipping it because, oh, it needs one more splash of paint. Oh, I need to let it cure one more day. Oh, I need to do this other thing too. I think it'd be cool if I added this thing. You know what? Do that on the next piece. Save it for the next one. Get this one out the door. I don't like getting schlock. I don't like it any more than anybody else does. I really want to draw the line here and make it very clear that there's a difference between selling crap and pushing it out the door and selling a quality product that you just need to keep tweaking. <laughs> you just want to keep tweaking. Let me say that differently. You just feel like it needs just a little more, just a little more. No, it's good. Get it out the door, let it go. All right. Market as complete and get it out the door. Because here's the thing about marketing. All right? We've talked about what it is, but Marketing is critical. Marketing is an all the time gig. It's a full time job, right? And by that, I don't mean it should cost every waking moment of your life to do your marketing. But what I'm saying with marketing, it's an ongoing, you never just set it and forget it and walk away forever. It doesn't work like that. Marketing doesn't work like that because audiences get mature Audiences get savvy, marketing messaging starts to fall flat after they've heard it 30 or 40 times. And because of that, we have to keep things fresh. You can't just send one tweet and expect miracles, but after you've sent the 30,000th tweet, it might be time to change the messaging up a little bit. That's why I talk about marketing being so critical. And here's the other thing that I see happen a lot people decide they're gonna market something like two weeks before they need the money or maybe the week that they need the money. And you need to be marketing well before you need the cash. Too many folks I see set up a two week marketing window, and that's a huge thing. When you look at like product launch formula and the Jeff Walker launch cycles, you see this two week sales window where you offer these teaser bits of content for the first week. And then in the second week, you start the transition from, let me share all this great information to let me tell you about my program that I'm going to sell you for two grand. And then now the cart's open. Buy, 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 buy it now. Buy it now before the cart closes. If you look at Marie Forleo's B-School, it's a very comparable model because she used Jeff Walker's product launch formula for a while. We're gonna have the cart open for a week. We're gonna promote it for a week, which gives us two weeks of promotion and cart open, and then the cart closes. And if you don't buy in that two-week window, you're out of luck until next year. Now, for a launch, creating that kind of scarcity is helpful. I still think there are some better ways to do that. But even with those things, you see them planting seeds. Weeks and weeks before the main event. Like right now, it's January as I'm recording this. B-School will go live in March. Marie's already talking about B-School's coming. If you want in, get on the list. She's already planting the seeds. She's already doing the marketing. And that's months before CART open. Months before she drops the goods. Months before CART closes and the new cohort of students enrolls. So if you're trying to launch something and you're giving people four days to make a buying decision, you're missing out on a lot of people who might want that thing and just aren't prepared. This is that low hanging fruit problem. If all you're doing is picking the low hanging fruit, there are a lot of great pieces of fruit still on that tree you're never going to get because you don't give them a chance. Like for the creative freedom retreat, I do super long extended payment plans. And this is not a terribly expensive retreat. But when somebody can get in for $30 or $40 or $50 a month and pay for eight to 10 months, number one, they're vested over time. Number two, they've got reasonable payments that they can actually make and still plan their travel. They've got plenty of time to make plans. We sell out a couple of months before the retreat because of that very reason, because people have already started making their payments and booked their spaces. You have to think about what's going to work for you. And then schedule it back a few months so that you're letting people know. One of the things I I developed is called the simple launch plan. S is for seed, I is for incubate, M is for messaging, P is for pre-launch, L is for launch, and E is for execution. You're going through these steps over a period of months as you're leading up to the launch. And that's the important thing. You can't just expect, oh, I flipped the switch, the cart's open, buy, and seven people buy, if you're lucky in three days, because that's the only amount of time that you've given them to buy. In fact, Denise Duffield Thomas this year decided that she's gonna make bootcamp evergreen and she's gonna teach a live class every month. I'm curious to see how that works for her, but you can go now and you can sign up for bootcamp anytime. And that takes the pressure off launch, launch, launch. She still has to do the marketing to let people know it's out there. She still has to do the same kinds of things in her marketing messaging. But now it's not, oh my gosh, you've got two weeks to buy from me. And after that, I don't sell anything for a whole nother year. That can be very stressful for a seller, especially if the bulk of your revenue is coming from that one thing that you sell in a two-week window. I don't know any store in America that sells something two weeks out of the year and then closes its doors for a year. Like none. Why do we think that's okay in launch marketing? Because that's what we've been taught. And again, it's not your fault that you don't know what you don't know. And it's your responsibility to learn. So you need to be planting seeds at least a month before you want to sell something so that the bulk of your right buyers can prepare. You will have early adopters and impulse buyers who will say yes no matter what. And your return rates are higher on those folks. So you want to catch some of those middle adopters who are excited about buying from you, who know who you are, and need a little more time to put the cash together. Impulse buyers are a small fraction of the available buyer pool that would be interested in buying from you. And just to be clear, evergreen, you know, that whole idea of should I launch or should I do evergreen? Evergreen doesn't mean set it and forget it and you'll never launch it. I've talked in a previous episode about the myth of passive income. Passive income isn't passive. You still have to market it. Okay, but you don't always have to be in launch mode either. You can develop a nice schedule of marketing and promotions for various things that you have on your available list of stuff for sale and rotate through those throughout the year so that people know that you've got more than one thing for sale and that you're still top of mind when they go looking for whatever it is that you have to offer. So marketing needs to be an all the time deal. It's not a once in a while, send one tweet and I didn't make $30,000 kind of a thing. You need to pick your platforms and your tactics and be consistent with them. So when it comes to fixing the marketing problem, as I said, you have to have a message and you have to send it to an audience that's interested. Well, how do we figure those two pieces out? Well, your messaging needs to be around what this thing can do, what this offer is, why it's important to the right audience. And if you have ideas about who might be the ones getting the best benefit from it, then you need to speak to them, right? In political campaigns, They don't go, if you're a single mom ages 35 to 39 and you have a college degree, then you should vote for this person. No, (laughs) they're tugging at your heartstrings. They're trying to send a message right into the psychographics of your life. Okay. These are the things that deal with your emotions and tell stories to get you to act from a place of emotion. So your marketing messaging needs to tell a story that talks about the benefits, not just the features why would you be interested in the Creative Freedom Apprenticeship? Well, the features are it's taught over four weeks on a rolling continuous basis. So we cover the same four topics coming at different angles throughout the year. Why does that matter? Here's where we get to the benefits. The benefit of learning about marketing, business management, mindset, and money management on a continual basis throughout the year, is that you continue to develop your skills. Your skills get and stay sharp as a business owner. So all that stuff you didn't know, you didn't know, now you know it and you can get good at it over the course of the year in a way that works for your creative type. So you're not trying to shoehorn yourself into a mold or a formula or a blueprint that doesn't work. You're learning the hows and whys so that you can apply it to your business in a way that works for you, and you become a smarter, savvier business owner in the process. That's the benefit of a program like the apprenticeship. But when you talk about the benefits in a way that tells a story, people go, oh, I get it. Oh, I want that. Nobody wants four weeks of training on a rolling ongoing basis. Nobody does, what they want is the result. They want what that training will give them, more confidence, more clarity, the ability to make better decisions as a business owner, the ability to be confident in the decisions that you're making as a business owner. All that stuff, yeah, that sounds like something that somebody might be interested in. So that's what you talk about in your marketing messaging. Now, right audience, who's the right audience? This isn't for people who already have a lot of business skills. This is for people who are right at the beginning of their business learning journey. Maybe they're spending a lot of time pulling books off the shelves at libraries, or maybe they're spending a lot of time sitting on free webinars to try and collect up this patchwork quilt of knowledge to build their business foundation. This is for people who are ready to have a strong, solid business foundation so that they can stand confidently on that and shift their attention back to doing the thing that they love and know that the business is going to run with some stability because they'll know how to make the right decisions instead of be making decisions from impulses and emotional tugs all the time. They'll stop being a course collector and they'll start implementing strategically in their business. Okay. If that's the kind of person that you are and all of that stuff, again, goes back to my messaging. Then when someone who's like that, hears that stuff, they go, Oh my gosh, that's me. Tell me more. And they'll open their wallet and say, take my money, please. I want that thing. Now, when we're talking about something that delivers a result, that can be a lot easier than, okay, I'm a fine artist, and I paint uh, collages and landscapes, and I really kind of have two different markets. Great. Tell me about those two different markets. Well, the market that buys the landscapes tends to be people who are interested in home decor, but the people who buy my collages like funky pop art. Great. So then you have to create two different messages. You can't create one message for both audiences. The audience has to resonate with the message. Do the research to find out what your market is looking for. Find out what the words are that your market is using. Find out what the words are that your market resonates with. And the only way you can do that is to experiment. Show up in those audiences, wherever they hang out, online, in person, whatever, and hear what they are saying. So that you can start speaking that same language to your audience my ex-husband's new wife speaks chinese the english that she does speak i can understand for the most part but when she speaks chinese i have no idea what she's talking about and she's got a smile on her face and she looks eager and i'm like i really want to help you but i have no idea what you're talking about when she puts what she's trying to say into the translator and hits the translate button and it tells me I think you look nice today, or would you please take a picture, or whatever, then I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it now. You're speaking my language. I totally understand. Sure thing. I can do that. Let's, let's make this work. But until I can hear that language and I can resonate with it, I stay frustrated going, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. You have to put forth the effort of trying to speak their language in order to get them on board. Then you can educate them about your language. If you want their buy-in, you've got to speak their language first and then you can educate them and bring them into your world and they can learn your language. I have insider language in my business. Things like, it's not magic, it's marketing. Things like, it can be easy. Things like, the most important product that your business has to offer is you. Those things developed over time of working with lots of people and I developed these shorthand codes, if you will that are insider language, but if I step out into the world and go, it can be easy, people look at me like, what are you talking about? I'm not speaking that language. What do you mean? My life is really hard. My business is really taxing. Yes, and it can be easy, What you're talking about, Willis. You have to go to where they are and say, hey, I see you struggling. I have a way that might help make this easier for you. Are you interested? Sure, tell me more. We start to have conversations. And then I reinforce, it can be easy, it can be easy, it can be easy. And then they go, oh my gosh, it can be easy. And I'm like, yeah, you got it. And now they have my language. But they didn't before. And that's what happens when your messaging is resonant to the right audience. So you need to find an audience that's interested in your offer. And you need to speak a message that they can understand. How do you get that message out? That's part of your marketing strategy, right? Knowing which tactics work well for you that also work for your audience. You don't want to be on every platform all the time because it's not going to work. I have a Pinterest account. I don't market on Pinterest. I have a Twitter account. I do a little bit of marketing on Twitter. I have a Facebook account. I do some marketing on Facebook. But most of my marketing is done through my podcast, through my web show, through the guest posts that I do on other people's blogs, right? Those are my primary marketing drivers. And my book, people buy my book. I market in my book. Like, come visit my website and learn more. That's marketing, y'all. It can be easy. (laughs) But not only do I have these tactics and these strategies, I use a marketing calendar so that I know what I'm promoting when and how and where do the marketing messages go, which messages am I using where. What am I using on Instagram versus Facebook? What am I using on Twitter? What am I using in email? Sometimes you get people to help you promote whatever it is you're working on. When B-School rolls out, there'll be an armload of people promoting B-School with all their special bonuses because they are affiliates for Marie Forleo. And you too can have affiliates if it's in alignment with your business model and what you're trying to do. You can do webinars or live events. Like There are lots of different ways that you can market the goal is still the same. Get the message to an interested audience. So what's the message? The message is buy my thing because it's amazing. And here's why it's amazing for you, audience number one. And here's why it's amazing for you, audience number two. One of the coolest things I ever saw was when Denise Deffield Thomas was selling her Sacred Money Archetypes program, she gave a sales pitch to each of the different types. If you're a maverick, here's why you should buy this program. If you're a celebrity, here's why you should buy this program. If you're, I don't know, a healer, I can't remember what all the different types are. If you're a healer, here's why you should buy this program. If you're a ruler, here's why you should buy this program, right? And I thought it was so brilliant because she's like, I know my different audiences and I'm putting you guys all on the same sales page, but this pitch, this pitch is for you if you resonate with this message. Just genius. And you can do that too. The bulk of your message is going to be the same, the what, the why, the how. But if you've got multiple audiences, you need to craft that why piece. Here's why it should matter to you. Here's why specifically you should be interested in what I have to offer. Watch the political campaigns and listen for the why you should vote for this candidate. Pay attention to what's pulling your strings because that's going to tell you what audience you're in. So it's not magic. It's marketing. It, it feels like magic when it all comes together sometimes. And sometimes you can be working really hard marketing one thing and then out of the blue, somebody else buys something completely different. And you're like, wow, I didn't even market that thing. Wrong answer. You marketed that thing. It may have been a while ago, but you marketed that thing and that's how people found out about it. It's, it lives somewhere or they wouldn't have known to buy it from yeah. you. I've got articles that I wrote 12 years ago that are still driving traffic to my website and still getting people to buy from me because they found that article and they went to my website and they clicked the link and they decided to buy something else. It's not magic. It's marketing. It's a skill that can be taught and you, my friend, can learn it. And it's not your fault if you haven't had those skills in the past and it's your responsibility to do what you need to do in order to get better at it. Marketing is a skill you cannot avoid as a business owner. If you're wearing all the hats right now, you are the chief marketing officer. You gotta figure that mess out. And there are people who can help. If you need help and want my help specifically, I invite you to check out the Creative Freedom Apprenticeship. We're doing this all year long. You can jump in anytime. There is no scarcity around this, but we're gonna go through 48 topics, four different areas, of expertise, marketing, mindset, money management, and business management. And we will go through those throughout the year on a rolling basis to keep your skills sharp. So you'll get basically new training materials every week to help you keep yourself fresh. Nothing huge and overwhelming. Everything is in bite sized easy to digest pieces. You can check that out on the website at lisa lisarobinyoung.com forward slash apprentice. If you liked this episode, do us all a favor and please, 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 please share us around with your friends. Oh, that sounded a little beggy, didn't it? But I don't care. Today I'm feeling shameless. Share me around. Let people know we exist uh, because we don't exist without people like you. Share us. Give us a like. Leave a review. Leave a comment if you're listening to this on the blog. uh, And make sure that you're hopping into the Rising Tide member area. That's free. So whether or not you can afford to invest in anything right now, invest in yourself by jumping into that because the rising tide member area is going to help you with the find your audience masterclass. So that whole word of a find my people that'll help you answer that question. And it doesn't cost a thing. There's also the Dream Blazing program in there to help you with goal setting and so much more. Again, it all lives on the website. So I hope that you will come check us out there and for more inspiration and education to help you end the hustle, and own your dreams without selling your soul come on over and see what's shaken at com today you know you want to